Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Thursday's edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am your host, Tony Anderson, which will already have alarm bells ringing because you know that we're going to be doing lower leagues. But I am joined by two absolute pros of the lower leagues. It's Fife's finest, Sean McGuigan. Hello, Hello, Sean. Hello there. Hello, hello, hello. And Dundee's... Hmm, I'm looking for alliteration. Disappointment. Yeah, but, that you uh, said that. Uh, no. To what? What did you build me up as there? A pro. A pro. A pro. But yeah, you can probably hear anyone who's what this is podcast. He's been here around for a while. It's Mister Craig Cairns. Hi, Craig. Hello, Tony. How are you? I'm. I am very well. And I was going to say I was, I was doing Dundee, and then for alliteration, I was realising it's all really negative words. Disappointment. Donkey. Dynamo. A, dynamo. There Discovery. we go. Discovery, oh, because it's a city of discovery, even though isn't every city the city of discovery? That's how I, I, everyone's had the name at some point. Just let them have it. Yeah. Every, everyone's had the name the city of discovery at some point. I feel like it. They, go, they always get like ma- named. I suppose that's not... I'm, give, I'm, give me an example of another city, <laughs> city of discovery. I suppose I'm it's getting confused. Just, it's literally I, just Dundee. I mean, am I getting confused with like being called like the city of cult, the, the culture of the year? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. gets passed around. Yeah, I, I don't I, never I, understood that. I think that. I'm certainly confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That goes without saying. But I should have called Dun, uh, Craig the Dundee Dynamo because uh, he played fives last night. And you've told me that. Well, it was a horrible story that I told me, Craig, just off air there. Yeah, so I, um, I played for the first time in a while. I played in a gym hall for the first time since I think I was about a teenager or something like that. With a hairy ball? With a hairy ball. A hairy ball. With one of those luminous furry balls. I love them. I love those balls. You got, I can always say you got a nice crisp pass on there. It's a giant tennis ball. Well, I didn't I didn't get very crisp passes at all. On it. I, I could not get used. I just couldn't find my feet. And then the more I found, the more I thought about it, the, just, the worse I got, basically. And then I woke up this morning and I was removed from the group chat. I, sh- I should. I, I was only added to the group chat on uh, Tuesday, I think, Monday or Tuesday. So yeah, I mean, I, I was bad, but I didn't think that I deserved to be just instantly removed <laughs> yeah, with no words, no words to say. And, Craig, maybe we're, we're looking at other targets. And and who was it you were playing with? Uh, well, Gary Cocker was involved. <laughs> So what's someone who's a friend? I mean, that's been... Should step in? I believe he's uh, still in the group, so I don't know what that says. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to following up on this the second we're off air. And they're asking Gary, because he must have heard since... How do you get there? It's a five chat. It's meant to just be for fun. You don't make people feel like absolute shit with... Uh, oh, 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 no. It's absolute... Yeah, I don't know they had a bad day as well. So. <laughs> if any of them listen to this, feeling absolutely terrible. <laughs> and so they should... But we are not here to talk about Craig Cairn's uh, fives journeys. We are here to talk about three games, as always, on a Thursday in the lower leagues of Scottish football for the weekend. Uh, Why don't we tell people what we are going to do? I'm going to be kicking us off in a second with Air United's victory on Friday night against Dundee or Fundy. They are... After Sean, so on the le- re- le- one of the recent Patreons, you told me that everything was going to be normal. I had yeah. honestly seen the last few weeks. I've said that Air United will get relegated, Dundee will win the league, <laughs> and Inverness will be absolutely fine. And every time I've said that, the exact opposite happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You told me that the manager was going to sort everything out, Gary Boyer, <laughs> and he looked sensible. And then I looked up on Friday night, and fucking Ashcroft is up front or something. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll go into more depth about that. Uh, we'll be going to Craig Cairns, who's going to bring us Dunfermline and Airdrie, which is a game you were at, am I correct in thinking? Yes, top of the table clash. Top of the table clash. And um, we'll be finishing off 
with the, the fag end, as it's so so well known on this podcast, with Sean McGuigan bringing us Shunra East Fife, which might be possibly the most fag endish game there's ever been. I, I I just want to talk about the commentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I listened to it. I had a good time too. <laughs> but um, I'll be, no, we're just talking about people being mean to Craig, and <laughs> we're we're going to go to a tirade for not a tirade really. I'll be. I'll be talking about. I fair enjoy that. Oh, I enjoyed that. I, I'm not going to talk about them uh, dismissively. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Top, top, top notch. Very Scottish uh, commentary. But we are going to start at Air United, who are now streaming to the streaming, screaming. I don't know. I, I'm not very good today. My man, <laughs> streaming <laughs> to the to the top of the league uh, with three victories and two draws. And this was probably thought of as one of their tougher games of the season. And they've went ahead and they've, I don't know, I, I felt like they, they tactically outthought Dundee, they, they outfought Dundee, and when it came to the sort of moments of quality in the game, they were also the ones that, that brought that. Did you watch it, Sean? I, 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 I thought it was quite a strange game in that first 15 minutes, I thought Dundee were the better team. Mm-hmm. As soon as they went ahead after five minutes, I thought, United, Air United are going to have a, a, a difficult evening. As soon as as soon as they equalised, they were they were far and away the better side for the majority of that. Oh, sorry, the rest of that first half. But then start of the second half again. I thought Dundee came out fairly well and again looked like the better team, but only for the first fifty minutes or so. And then again after that, Air went two one up, and then they kind of just swatted Dundee aside. I, I, I think. Dundee were hampered by uh, a couple of injuries uh, to, to key players, uh, uh, kind of vital parts of the game. But I did think it Air were, were thoroughly, thoroughly merited their win. And I, as much as I've talked Dundee up, uh, I think there's a lot of question marks around that squad and, and team in general now. Well, as I, as I mentioned, maybe um, sort of flippantly at the start, with, with Gary Boyer, I mean, McCowan, he does get injured after half an hour, and that is a problem. But he makes the decision to go with bringing Jordan McGee on, which isn't when he has. He does have a natural winger in Cameron. They're ready to be to be used. What what did you think of that decision, Craig? Well, that and the one that he made later on, he, he was clearly, well, sorry, not both of them. The one that he made later on, bringing Ashcroft on, he's clearly um, making a statement there that he needs another striker. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think... I think it's um, it's very early in his tenure. in his time here, yeah. And I think Lee Bullen's had a a season. Just to compare, is a is his most recent opponent has had a season to bed in. So I do wonder if some of this is just the 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 time it takes problems for Dundee yeah. to for for a new manager to kind of to, to 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 get things going. And it's I do wonder about the. I know everybody got excited after the League Cup, but I mean, as we get stung with time and time again, the League Cup seems to be no barometer or little barometer or not in very many cases for how the league season's going to go. Hibs and St Johnston look shite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, St Mirren, there's, there's lots of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. lots of examples where... The, 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 it doesn't know, match up. Airdrie didn't do too well and they've started the season well. So it doesn't... It, it, a lot, a lot of the time, it doesn't because teams are quite clearly, especially the further down the league you go, they're still, they're still putting their squads together. But yeah, I do think that um, some of these things could be just not panic stations and just be, it's just a new manager settling do, in. Do, do you players. think he was making a point when he brought Ashcroft on? Do you think that I, I never know how I feel about managers doing this when they almost sort of sacrifice a part of a game to. To, to make a point I don't know how do you feel about that uh, it's difficult general? to know it's difficult yeah. to know whether he uh, really meant it tactically or whether he was doing it to <laughs> well to no we never it, see it again <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I suppose he might have thought right we now need to go long therefore I'm mm. going to put a centre half mm-hmm. up front and he's going to win lots of managers hopefully have win that. lots of headers and, and you're right managers have done that it, it was a strange substitution. Craig Levine started like, <laughs> like that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Kevin McKenna changed yeah, his we had a position. player <laughs> where we started like games like that. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. And then under Shabalazlo, we tried just about everybody up there. As well. Yeah, I've seen it plenty of times. Even Levine's second stint, Haring, in a derby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is so... And, and, uh, it is something that managers do, yes. So I'm assuming as well, just to what you guys might have met more knowledge of me, is now McGinn gone then? Because I would assume he would have been like a perfect player to... Sort of bring on, and he wasn't even involved. He seems to have slipped out the the first team picture. So yes, I, I don't think he's in the, he's in the equation at the moment. 
Okay, fair enough. That seems. That's I'm just saying with with the, the the huge changes that are made. Not using sort of like we've got an international winger out there. We've got a young player in Cameron who I think is pretty highly thought of, and then. They sort of run into Jordan McGee. It all seemed a bit, as I said, I'm sitting there with your knowledge, Sean, and thinking, <laughs> right, this is all good. I don't have a lot, and I'm even I'm going, I don't understand any of that. But I think I don't want to concentrate too much on on sort of Dundee. I mean, I mean, one last thing, really, before we move on to air, Sweeney. I mean, we have to we have to talk about him in general. Obviously, his red card, but just his performances in general. What what we thinking? He he struggled all evening. And the, the only the only positive you can say about his red card, both I mean, both his bookings were daft. I mean, the first one, and I mean, I think he gave the ball away initially, and then he kind of dived in to try and win it back. Then the second one was just pe- I mean, it was frustration and it was petulance. Uh, but both bookings were. Entirely avoidable. I suppose the good thing from a, a Dundee perspective is he's now suspended. <laughs> but so does that mean we bring Ashcroft I, in French? And is that something that you think will be the ongoing partnership? I, I I think Ashcroft is is an upgrade on on Sweeney, and ultimately this will this will benefit Dundee. In the mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Ashcroft's just not had a run of games really since yeah. he's come back from injury, isn't it? And he was he was well liked before that. One other little thing is the 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 decision to bring in Grayson and say that Sean Byrne is free to, to find leave, a new club yeah. is, has, doesn't seem it's to... It's a brave burn. decision because Byrne's yeah. So Grayson's kind popular. of blown hot and cold so far. Uh, there has been a couple of good performances in there. But Byrne was a uh, fans and a dressing room favourite. So that is a bit of a gamble, but... It's, it, he wants to he wants to put his stamp on the team so he's it's his prerogative to move players on that have been in unsuccessful teams in the past mm. I've I, I I been the little I've seen with, with, with Zach Robinson coming on and I know he was playing a more attacking midfield role and then I saw him in the League Cup which by the way we'll be doing our winners and losers on for the Patreon after this but I, I quite like to look at him and, and I got the feeling that there was parts of this game where despite them playing the 4-3-3 and it, and it all makes sense on paper that Rudden was quite isolated up front when they've got all these central midfielders is there room for them to maybe look into playing two up front and maybe playing a diamond and that would fit in more of these players? I, I, quite, like, I quite like the look of Robinson. He came on he came on at Starts Park and he's, he, he brings that kind of chaos factor. I watched the game against Falkirk in the League Cup during the week and there was a point where he literally ran into I, I, I don't know how it happened but basically there was three Falkirk players all standing together and he decided to run into them and I don't know who it was that was standing but Dundee player was standing behind him but he just threw up his arms in an exasperated way as if to say what the fuck are you doing why are you going that way but he actually like the ball kind of ricocheted off his knee and his ankle and he emerged from the other side still with the ball at his feet and he's that kind of player mm-hmm. Whether he's any good or not, I don't know. He might just be a lucky player, but I do. I, I liked him at starts back, and I like to look at him uh, during the week as well. I like a good ricochet. Yeah, I like I, I like players like that, like, and especially in in Scottish football. I think a bit. I, I'm going to come on and talk about this maybe a little bit with air, but I think when you get in there and you're, it's never going to be like always so pretty, and it's going to be hard for a team to sort of rip teams apart with possession. <laughs> that sometimes like bringing weapons. And chaos into the team is probably like, set, like really worthwhile and, and will have an impact. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm talking of <laughs> chaos. Mr. Akinyemi was my first opportunity to, to watch him and I had a fucking ball I thought it was absolutely great I didn't I noticed that he scored in, in, in pretty much every game apart from apart from one so far this it was, season do, do you know something it was, it was brilliant when you looked at Air fans talking about him in the, in the League Cup because they, they, they basically felt that he was a nuisance he could bother defenders 
but his finishing was dreadful <laughs> and he was going to end the season on like about three goals. And since the league campaign started, he cannot stop fucking scoring. Yes, he's still, like his work rate's superb. He can, mm-hmm. he can hold off two or three defenders at, at a time. But it kind of looks like his finishing's like brilliant as well. I not only that, the confidence of that third finish. <laughs> wow, that is just that's prime com- dropper. I mean, that guy is on form. You know, what I mean that that's a player on form. So yeah, I, I hope it lasts for him. Because most players wouldn't even bother trying that. You would. You, you're surrounded by players. You're holding up. You'd be thinking, I really need to get this laid off. There's no point in even trying to turn the finish f- on the spin as to, well. Yeah, like he doesn't even need. To, and I think you're right when you know a player's on form and they don't even arse looking. They totally they they. They sort of have complete faith in their in their instincts because they, they think I'm good and I'm on it. And he turns in the flash. And like I was saying, it was like, that's like vintage Drogba stuff. When you're holding the ball up, players around you and you're just batting them out of the way and you turn around and you just hit as hard as you possibly can. And it just careers in. And he also done really well for the second goal, which was uh, like a beautiful goal for for air to score from the right back who's just like... Houston. Houston, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to do it. Um, and it's, a, it's a wonderful goal and it's a lovely touch from Akinyea when he passes it right round, the little touch, and then he, he rifles it into the bottom corner. I, if he, I suppose the even better thing from a, an air perspective is that they got him on a two-year deal and I know like when when players come up from a, a kind of lower tier in, in England and they sign them on two-year deals, you think, hmm, is that a risk? Is that a risk that, that's going to pay off? It, it absolutely will. I mean, I would imagine if he keeps us up, they'll get offers for him in, in January. January. I, w- I would imagine they, they will turn them down. But I I suspect that Air fans should uh, en- enjoy him while he's there. I, I, it, 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 I mean, he's, he's not, you know how sometimes you think, is, is a player a, a legend or a cult hero? And I wondered if he was going to be a cult hero. I, I, I think he's going to be far, far better than I. He, he looks like a real, real player. Are you missing uh, Masonda? Uh, yes, I am, and it's interesting because I I, I wasn't sure how he would how he would do the, this season for a couple of reasons. I I didn't think Bullen. I wasn't impressed with Bullen last season. I thought his team selections were weird. I thought his substitutions were weird, and I th- they'd lost their two best players in Adeloy and Kerr McEnroy from last season. Now they haven't really replaced Kerr McEnroy in the in the middle of the park. However, they made every other facet of their team better. Uh, I think Akinyemi is an upgrade on on Adeloy. And, and that back four with uh, Frankie Musonda and uh, Kirk. Alex Kirk, I mean, that's, that's such a, a significant upgrade on what they had at the back mm. uh, last season. So aye, their midfield is, is fine. I, I think they have a, a, a decent spine, but up front and at the back, they're miles better than last they, season. They just look to be a, a solid unit as well. Uh, one thing that I've heard you say in the past <clears> is about, <throat> similar to what you were saying there about Lee Bullen, is that there were times where he would not start with his best team. And I think one of them was Adeloy. And is Adeloy, from what, I, I was at two air matches in quick succession last season. And he was icing his um, ankle or his foot or something um, lower down his leg after both those matches. One of which he came on as a sudden equalised, I think, at, at Morton. <laughs> so is it not maybe that he was... He was maybe managing, in the case of Adeloy, anyway, maybe managing fitness rather than not starting with his best team all the time. You, 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 could, you know something, you could be right. I, I, I think what made it frustrating for fans was they would start games, they would get to halftime and be 2-0 down. Then Adeloy would come on. And well, like, this one, you were 1-0 down when they came on. So, no, no, yeah, why, exactly. Why not, why not start them? But you know something, you might be right. Going back to Akinyemi, because that's what I'm here for. Um, I was trying to work out, I was thinking, wow, where have they found this guy? He looks absolute dynamite. He's bullying people. Like the whole game plan looked like it was about getting him onto the the, the centre half Sweeney and, and just causing them and bullying them and people playing off him, which I thought was 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 smart. And I was and then he's scoring these goals on the turn. And I'm like, right, I need to Wikipedia right now. Um, <laughs> and then it's it's like his, his career looks wild. I mean, he's played for all sorts, all sorts. And a good scoring record at his last club. Though. Yeah, Welling United. So in the sixth tier, and then three years. This is a bit that gives me a bit of confidence, maybe about him, is that he's got sixty-two games from two thousand nineteen to twenty twenty-two, which is it's not incredible, but it's also not not terrible. It doesn't stand out. And the twenty-eight goals is is obviously really good. But before that, there was two ten. And we had sevens, fifteens, sixes, fives, four, like only playing those games. And then, but in the middle there, we've got Bishop Stortford, where he got 29 games. And then Dulwich Hamlet, <laughs> where, 
where, where in a year it's the most middle class sounding football team <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It's, actually, it's actually more like upper middle uh, class yeah it's probably managed by Rishi Sunak but it's like <laughs> he's, he's playing for Dulwich Hamlet and that's in 2018-19 somebody plays 53 games in that like I mean in a season how's this fucking mid, mid like Professional team racking up fifty three games in a season from to even play it. And bear, and bear in mind, you're looking at Wikipedia, which generally mentions league games. Games, yeah. They, so they, they must be in the biggest league in the world. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it's all like he played for a team called Chestnut. Chess, chess hunt, but it's funny to say chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> so Potter's Bar Town. Um, so I mean, he's had a wild career, and I am obsessed with him now already. And that's what I'm going to be glued to where United, and I'm so focused on going. And I, I enjoyed the United. I enjoyed the way that I thought it was pretty smart. You start sending emails to Ian Gordon. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll work. I'm sure <laughs> it'll be well as in no time. Kind of striker will I want us to have um, now that Dodge is away to uh, Kilmarnock yeah. on loan. Um, but I quite liked it. They, they, they played a 4-4-2, but Sean, I was speaking to Sean off air and you were saying that's not always what they go for. So it felt like McKenzie was pushed a wee bit further forward than normal. McKenzie, Khan, general, well, he can play up top or wide. He's, he's normally probably pushed out wide. And, and again, air fans kind of respect his work rate, but not necessarily his quality, but I thought he was good uh, on, on Friday night. It was one of the, one of the, other than a game where they absolutely tore us to bits and McKenzie was very good. That's, that's as good as I've seen him on Friday. So I, I thought it was interesting going to four four two because I was thinking the air they're going up against a team that's arguably man for man the 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 best team in in the league you would argue certainly the, with the with the most high profile players and for, and with money and and with Adam not being there there's an argument that Dundee are a bit more balanced in in, in that midfield area so I thought it was maybe quite. A cute idea rather than worrying because I think this happens a lot when you go up against teams that are better and you you want to match up with them. And yet you want to play, so if they're playing three in the midfield, it'd be suicide to not. Even though part of me would always say, well, you're probably going to get done in midfield anyway. So why don't you try and create a place where you can... And then for your him, and they're playing two up front, and they've got French and Sweeney, and Sweeney's not been having a good time. Why not press more players up on them? I think that comes across as, if, if I'm right, that it's, it's a pretty smart ploy to do rather than try and go toe-to-toe with Dundee in an area that they've got a lot of strength and depth. Why not go and try and play extra players up front? Maybe go a bit, they weren't pew, but a bit back to front. And obviously they were looking to get the balls wide and get cross to the bottom. I just thought that when I was watching it and then when I found out it isn't always the case, that maybe that was a really quite smart move for you. And, and Dundee didn't really handle it well. Yeah, well, it worked. It's actually amazing how often Dundee end up with uh, so many central midfielders, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? It's yeah. happened constantly for like 10, 15 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't matter who's in charge or who's involved in the Paul Hartley loved a central midfielder, midfielder at Dundee. And you see, how's Paul Hartley doing now? He was doing hom- horrible, was he not? Yeah, um, abys- uh, Hartlepool. Abys- yeah. Abysmally. They got beat. Yeah. <laughs> like a bad hummed every week. They got beat 4 0 in the <laughs> opening league match, I think. And then the last. Match I saw, which I don't know if it was last weekend, but they lost four two. But the the comments on the full time tweet were were pretty bad. Yeah, that sounds that's good. That's cheered me <laughs> right up. And we should maybe leave it there. So well done, Air United, and I'll be looking forward to seeing them this weekend and see if they can keep that going. Because I personally, I'd quite like to see them in the top flight if it's at all possible. Uh, I'd like that. I only think about things as an away day. That's the only way, the only process of my thinking about anything with uh, Scottish football and I would like to go there. Somerset, Somerset Park is a, is a good away day. Mm. The, the other thing about Air United is they they seem to have off the park going quite well at the moment. Like they've, they've got plans to, to kind of do Somerset Park up. They've, they've built Shite, like don't a, do that. Well, I, I, That's I the thing I like. <laughs> they've got like a like they've they've, they've built like a, a kind of hub. They've got like a pub there now. Like it, it feels like they're doing quite a lot. Oh, correct. it's like Annan. So they've got a bar like on. I, like pretty I, I've much never it. been, but I believe so. It looks mm-hmm. like a, it looks like a decent place for a pint. Uh, the only thing that's that's been lacking for the last goodness me few years now is is on the park. But it's maybe it's maybe just coming together. And like I know they've they've finished in the playoffs in the in the championship recently, and that was. That was a, a, a pretty good achievement. Uh, but now the fact that there's not a, a clear team that's going to run away with the championship, this feels like a... If, if, Opportunity knocks. For, for an outsider, this is not a, a, a kind of opportunistic season. Mm-hmm. And it would be... Yeah, because I saw they, they had the interview at halftime when they were talking about all the work that they're doing and, and there was a bit of investment in the community. So, yeah, it's, it's was, good. Is that the first time that BBC Scotland have ever had a halftime uh, piece that's actually relevant to the game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, keep an eye on it because it'll be on tomorrow night as well. But, Mr Cairns, let's come to you. 
Um, the man, you, you pretty much cover in Dunfermline and the likes yes. fairly regularly now, so you're a, you're the best man for this job. And yeah. Dunfermline, Airdrie at the top of the table clash. It looked, uh, I watched the 10 minute highlights, it looked pretty end to end, it looked enjoyable. Yeah, it was great. I mean, the the highlights probably looked like it was just completely action packed. Yeah, but, yeah uh, it really Because there's no, there was the, yeah. it's just chance. There's the, yeah. they don't have any of the build up bits in the highlights. Yeah, but another, that, another, oh, another seventy nine minutes. <laughs> no, it wasn't quite that. There was a there was a little bit of a lull in the second half, but the first half was outstanding. It was a really great game of football. I mean, I came away from my uh, work at the weekend uh, that game buzzing just because the game was great. The interviews were great. It was just, I don't know, every, you know what I mean? The both managers were quite uh, fairly, it was actually Dave McKay that did it, but they were both kind of fairly happy. Dunfermline had the a, dis, a goal disallowed in the last minute, which gave them, I was going to say the excuse, that sounds wrong, but you know what I mean? It gave them a kind of out as to say, well... Okay, the, the fans can feel hard done by. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've drawn this game, but we can feel aggrieved. But as... Um, uh, Kyle McDonald it was said afterwards uh, McPake had said to them in the changing rooms that if they finish above Airdrie this season they'll be doing well and I think I think there's a lot in that I mean it'll be interesting to see how how far Airdrie can go because there has been there has been changes there as well but Dunfermline they yeah I mean there's lots of positive signs there the, I, the, I, 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 I didn't think what I watched necessarily corresponded with what I'd read about the game, and to be fair, I, I read what the Fermanagh fans and Airdrie fans said, okay. and they both said roughly the same the same thing. And that the Fermanagh police. Sorry, what you read from me? <laughs> no, no, this, this no, 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 no. He's no. just been kicked out of the five chat, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, the the Dunfermline kind of started the better team. Airdrie probably enjoyed the better of the of the of the second half, and a draw was probably about right. But based on what I watched on the highlights, I, I thought Dunfermline yeah. looked the better so, side. I would say that. And this has been the same in quite a lot of Dunfermline matches this season, and I'm talking about pre-season, League Cup and League. They start very, very well. They create chances, and they don't take them. Um, they're even bucky with the one 5 nil after that Does game. anxiety creep into the play? No, it's not even that. No, it, it, it doesn't seem to be that they're overthinking it or anything like that. It, it, it does feel like something that will come, that will give somebody mm. a pump in at some point. Mm. It does feel like that. And that'll send them on a, on a run. Because at the back, they're solid. They're looking really, really solid. That's one of the big plus points. That, again, throughout pre-season, League Cup and into the league, the defense has been very good, and the fullbacks look like they like uh, like to get forward. Yeah, so he plays a he's moved away from it a little bit slightly. So he's started a four three three. He definitely prefers that, and there's been a couple of matches where he's switched to a back three recently. One of them was against Montrose, and they won the game one 0 The other one was against Kelty. There might be another one that I'm forgetting about as well. I think there might be in a game before, maybe Aloha. I think half time against Aloha as well, and it worked. Um, because he spoke about after the game to get Josh Edwards, because Aloe had basically learned from the first game not to give Josh Edwards as as much uh, time on the ball. So they changed it to get him into the game more. And it worked. Um, and he started with it against Airdrie. And again, it worked because they created those chances and didn't take them. The Harrow one was the worst. Maybe could have gone in a bit further and, and, and taken the shot, but it, 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 the, the shot was very weak in the end anyway. But that's been very... That's been a characteristic of Dunfermline not taking enough chances. So while Airdrie were worth their point, I think it was because they still competed across the game very well. They still created lots of good chances. And yeah, Dunfermline edged it on chances, but I, I still think it's difficult to deny Airdrie the, that, that they... And that they What's the word I'm looking for? Deserve their point. It, it, it feels like Dunfermline have three forwards in O'Hara and Todorov and Whiten who all just appear really... And who, uh, uh, who just appeared low in confidence. Oh, sorry. I thought you were just meaning like four number nines. No, no. Just, just, just guys who should be okay at this level. Yeah. And, and, and like, if you, if you were to ask, will, will these players come good good, yeah. come good in League One you would say yes but it hasn't quite right. happened yet and it's still early in the season I so would so say yeah I would say there's mitigating circumstances for for both of those but what they both share is that they've both had to play out of position a little bit and that's something that's happened to Craig Whiting quite a lot over his career yeah yeah he does I, like, yeah. I, I, very little I know about him everywhere he goes he ends up wide and he looks like the 
least type of striker that would yeah, end well, up getting put. He does have a bit like, of in intelligence. In terms of just his look. Like he's, like, but the, the thing look. is, he, he does have a bit of intelligence. I know what you're saying. I know, I know what you're saying. He doesn't look like the most aggressive player, but he does have some intelligence and he, he's tactically aware and mm. he has a good touch and he can... Um, he's not overly mo- ah, yeah, just he's not overly mobile. So when he goes wide, yeah. you don't think of him being quick. But he's decent at linking and things yeah, like that. Yeah, so I think that's when you start. You, it's because you have certain other attributes, like you're saying, that that sort of help. That's you know, what it is. But he ends up. It feels like he ends up helping all the time. Yeah. And it's similar, like what I was talking about with McCrory at Aberdeen, which is finally starting to not. It just seems <laughs> to be that then they become that player just because they've got these certain attributes and all they're doing. They they end up plugging a hole. For seasons, aye, aye, if, you, if, if you're known as a utility player, then that's and, and from a. But for Whiting, he a, should a be more than that at that level. He should be thinking, "I was like, yeah. that should yeah. be the main man up front for whoever he plays." But in, my, in terms of my like lack of knowledge, just because well, he's played for fucking heart, so I'm assuming that he's so, uh, I mean, so scoring his hips in a fucking semi-final. So he must be all right. <laughs> part part that of that's nothing meaningless. But, I mean, the guy's <laughs> clearly got some talent. Yeah. It's just not worked out for him at a, a few places. Um, but O'Hara on the other side's been the busier one of those. But again, he's been out of position. Um, so the four three three, there's no wingers in the squad. So the four three three meant he was, and he has played three. One of the first strikers. things he said to me in the first interview I did with him is that he's got four number nines basically. So he's been trying to find a way to use them. Four and four two. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so uh, it's, it's it's imagine it doesn't it's have a wingers. Mad one. He doesn't have wingers. <laughs> so um, the move to a back three recently. Whiten's now out the team slightly, and this is the other mitigating factor for Whiten is that they've been managing. His knees, basically, or one of his knees, sorry. I probably shouldn't say both his knees. I think it's just one of his knees. They've been uh, managing and it got to the point, because they've had such a small squad, they've been asking him to play at points where ideally he wouldn't be. And he's last week was the point where they actually had to just take him out of the squad. So I think they're hoping to get him back into training next week or something like that. And he's been away to see a, a specialist about it, it and stuff. It, it's interesting what you're saying about the, the size of the family squad. So we mentioned uh, Airdrie last week and we spoke about the fact started the season really well top of the league uh, doing really well you would expect them to be there or thereabouts for the remainder of the season and what will almost certainly hold them back is the is the size of that squad however on Saturday they actually had a, a fuller bench than Dunfermline I think they named six subs and, and Dunfermline yeah. only Montrose was five. the same that, like Dunfermline's they're, and they're even such then, a thin squad even then uh, two of those players on the bench recently for Dunfermline have been Jay Sutherland who's 16 years old uh, hasn't made any appearances in the first team whatsoever, not even in pre-season like some of the other youngsters mm-hmm. have. And the other one's been Andrew Todd, who has made a senior debut in the League Cup. He's made a couple of appearances off the bench in the League Cup, but I don't think... Yeah, I, I, I think he's and, not made the, an appearance in the league yet. And wear glasses, which is which is really cool. <laughs> so and it, James McPaik was uh, You're talking about s- slagging him today because he uh, scored... In, uh, for the under twenties or who or the reserves, I can't remember who it was, and uh, did a did a knee slide on AstroTurf <laughs> so that you could get slagged. Oh, oh, I think how sticky that is when you go to bed, you know, with the sheets on it. And, oh, oh, that's giving me the. Oh. Um, you're talking about Airdrie having a bit of a sort of they're getting players on the bench, but according to BBC Sport, one of those players is one the digit one. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's this? Number three is also just called one. All oh, right, he was a trialist. Highlander. He was a trialist, but I didn't uh, track down who it was. Oh, people still doing trialists in fucking September. You're allowed what, what trialists up until <laughs> April. Wow. Okay, what a world. Just you, not in the cups. Just not in the cups. I did not know that. Up until thought, April. Yeah, something like April 1st is when you're... But they're only allowed to play three games at max. You're not allowed to compensate them in any way. So once it gets to May, it's like, nope, no more trialists. Well, the, the 1st of April. So like April right, and okay. May. Okay, right, no worries. But April Fools, no trialists. It's something like that. I mean, don't quote me, but I looked up recently, but it's something because I saw a trialist on the bench, so I went and looked up the rules. Basically, oh. should we probably talk about Airdrie a wee bit? Eh? Yeah, that's yeah, what I was going to yeah, say. So, 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 so that's them. The top of the league at the yep. moment now. On goal difference, yeah, they, yeah, and Reese McCabe speaks so well. <laughs> That's not a good. It's not a good thing. I've always that always ends in tears. In my, in, no, but in all seriousness, he has taken on. He has tread a path that not many people do successfully. It's not only difficult to be a player manager in and of itself, just because of the the dual role, but to go from being a player to becoming the manager of those players, that's not something that everybody can do successfully. But and after a difficult league cup. 
they all seem to have bought into it and yeah, there the, the really does seem to be a buzz around that squad at the moment. Adam Frizzell's one of these players that sort of threatened to be a good player for, for a while and he really looks to be um, love, home, loving yeah. playing yeah. underneath under uh, Reese McCabe and yeah, he, I mean, the guy's still pulling the strings in the set of the party. He's not even that old though, so he's, he's only just turned 30, so it's not like his playing days should be over. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it's quite impressive that he's managing to take on the manager manager's role and still be a key part in that team. It felt like McCabe made quite a, a big decision, quite an unusual decision in terms of taking off uh, Lewis Jameson. And like, it was a, like a minute to half time and he, he, he substituted them. I, I don't think Jameson I, took, it, took it well at all. Which, oh. I, which I thought was quite unusual. I didn't notice that at the time. That's uh, that's quite bad on my part. But um, I can't notice everything, Craig. Exactly. But the, the timing of it, uh, yeah, just I thought it was probably an injury because I, 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 apparently he would apparently started punching the seat. Uh, what, so which, so is, which, is, which, to be fair, I suppose you might punch you the seat because be you're, you're injured. And annoyed that you're injured. Yeah. I suppose if it was an injury, it's what if you injured your hand? That'd be stupid. <laughs> oh, that'd, that'd be silly. Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell, Lewis! That was silly. <laughs> yeah, what are you up to? But, but if it like if it was an injury, that that, that feels like insurance will pay out now. <laughs> it, like, yeah. it, it just it feels like a big call. But then I suppose like they were they were defending the corner at the time. If he felt like there was maybe injury time to be played, if he felt that he wasn't doing what he, he wanted them to do, then I suppose that is a, that is a, a reasonable decision. Yeah, if it was some sort of disciplinary thing or something, yeah. No, I don't mean like, yeah, just that he's kind of acted out of turn or he's not doing his job not or something. Not following yeah. yeah. But it is, regardless, if it's not uh, an injury, then it's uh, it's, def- it's certainly a strange time for a substitution. You could even argue that it's a, it's a strange time to make a substitution if it's just a knock as well, mm. because you often see players either go back on and see how they feel until halftime and then take that 15 minutes or just stay off the pitch and take the 15 minutes. So, yeah, I I, I, I don't know. Why. That, that won't pass me by, unfortunately. They, but Airdrie, Airdrie created enough chances. and Because and, bear in mind it was at Eastern Park. Airdrie created enough chances. As much as I thought Dunfermline might have been the slightly better of the two teams, they, they created enough chances for me to think that they might be in the title race for a long haul. And I, I know... Yeah, because that's like the bit the tough, again, like I'm talking about with AR, with Dundee coming to them. It's like getting their credentials checked really, really early in the season. So you're getting this, this opportunity to see, right, what's the reality of these teams? Because I mean, if they get blown away, you're like, right, that's them going. But as you're saying, both both of them in the separate leagues stood up to it. No I mean, problem, really. Bear, bear in mind as well, and I, I know it's spread over two seasons, but when, I mean, when was the last time Andrea lost a league game? Like they were, they were, they were twenty odd games unbeaten yeah. last season, so they must be add another five on that. This is a, a team. I own, I appreciate there's changes to the squad. There's, there's players left, the, the managers left, but this is this is a team that just doesn't lose. Rarely loses games of football. I good that I've heard. I, good I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't know how that feels. <laughs> I, I watched uh, I, I watched Falkirk at the weekend. Uh, that was as good as I've seen Falkirk for a long time. So. I suspect and Falkirk looked up for the highlights in the Dundee game even though it was 3-0 it looked like Falkirk were really quite competitive and were unlucky not to be back in the game before like the last 10 minutes when there was a set piece and then obviously the game runs away for them so at early doors but I think there might be three teams in the, in the title race for, for League 1 and that's that, that just sounds like a good laugh absolutely yeah and and, and the FC Edinburgh are they just going to drop off I mean I, I, I wanted to get a handle on this because I looked at it and looked at it I was like I mean, well that's weird because I expected them to be shite I thought even though Edinburgh was one of those I thought they were shite when I saw them the few times I saw them last season then it was like then I'm watching then I'm in the pub after the Hibs game and it's like is that Edinburgh getting promoted <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand um, so and what is Kelty Hearts and Peterhead just like I know we're not doing these things but are they it just People thought something that would happen with Kelly Hart. I think so Kelly have played slightly better than Peterhead many rubbish, of yeah. the results Peterhead would suggest. Yeah. But Peterhead I mean, have finished tenth. Kelly in the end, in the end, the results don't lie. But I would say that they there have been games where the the results have been a bit harsh on them. They've played well in the first half. It's been nil nil at half time. I mean, I know they've still not scored, and then they've lost the second half three nil. Things like that have happened a couple of times where they've been the better team in the first half. And yeah, there have been signs that they, they got a point against Dunfermline, they were pretty decent. There have been signs that they, there's a, there's something there, but the longer it goes without a win, the more pressure that builds in and of itself, no matter how well you're playing. So, Right, let's move on. Let's move on to our final game, which was a, a right good laugh when I watched the highlights in a game that I was quite enjoying, and it was Strunwar 2, East 5-2, and, and the commentator seemed to think they'd been completely robbed 
again. So and 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 in his defence, in his defence, bear in mind this was the second week in succession that this had happened to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were. I got, I got that impression. <laughs> so the week previous, they were two and up against. Uh, Bonnerig uh, had a man sent off and then conceded in the in injury time, and the exact same thing happened this time around against uh, East Fife. But his uh, his his kind of despairing commentary, <laughs> <laughs> very emotive. I, I I don't believe that he's he's, he's the greatest emotor, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> I mean, what I would say about both these two teams, and we myself and and Telford done a, a, a preview for for League Two. I thought both would struggle. I thought Shinrar, East Fife, uh, Elgin, Albion Rovers would, would probably be the, the, the bottom four. The, both these teams, Shinrar and East Fife, have, have started better than I anticipated. Uh, East Fife, uh, East Fife especially, so they're, they're, they're kind of up there in the, the kind of upper echelons of, of League Two. Listening to, to Shinrar fans, they feel that the kind of results are coming. So they've won one, they've only lost one, they've had three draws, they've had three two-all draws. And, and they're right in terms of performances have been decent. So they looked okay against East Fife. They looked okay against uh, Bonnie Lake. The, the, only, the only kind of warning I would say is it could easily slip the other way as oh. well. And, and as much as they're playing well and then not winning games, if those, if those performances drop slightly, then then defeats are going to come rather than, rather than victories. Uh, and I'm not entirely certain I would agree that they were the better team yeah, that, against East Fife. That's when I was watching the highlights. I was like, "This is quite a." I thought East Fife, by looks, of the highlights started the, the better team, Very and, so. and uh, ba- Baldi was was causing a lot yep. of problems. And he looked really athletic, and he was driving through the middle, and he was he was making a few good decisions about when to release the ball. I was quite impressed looking at that. But then by the t- by the end of it, it was like daylight robbery had happened. I was like, "That really doesn't match up with what I've what I've seen on this." I mean, I mean. <laughs> I suppose the game swung on uh, Luke Watts' red card. I mean, Luke Watts still looks like the against his former team. Against and his he fo- scored, and he scored in that. So that's quite a that's quite a return. That's just me trying to show. It's, uh, it's like me. I've been reading Wikipedia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that be his former team, yeah. Yep, and that'll be me for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he had listen. He had, he had a he had a busy afternoon. Uh, he still looks like he he should be a. Uh, uh, like in a, a kind of tag team wrestling uh, team he just has a really it, everything about his haircut says tag team wrestler from 1997 <laughs> but I, I mean there was there was confusion around what he got sent off for because it was uh, it was off the ball Stranra managed to capture it in one of their kind of GoPro uh, cameras he did essentially they, they, they kind of went down on a, a, a tangle of legs but then he he, he kicked out and I mean they, they thoroughly deserved to, to, to get the red card after that, though, Shrenard seemed to hold them at arm's length. They had like another chance after ah, that as I well. Mean, like I mean, the team if, if anything, extend their lead. If, if anything, on those on those last twenty minutes, it might have been when uh, East Fife probably were doing the least amount of damage in, in terms of in terms of creating chances. However, uh, and I, I thought Jack Healy's uh, equaliser in the, the, the kind of ninety fifth minute, where he uh, kind of got the ball and just ran through everyone. Ah, like maybe thirty yards for goal, evaded a couple of challenges, and then just uh, hit oh him. no. <laughs> Spirit, like one of those Wait, I like how the guy could see it coming <laughs> for like no, 20 seconds. No, no, no. <laughs> you just need to hold it, just need to hold it. This I, last one, anyway. I prefer with club, with club TV, I'm all for that rather than like anyone. Like, obviously, like Rob's really good and he's really knowledgeable and obviously uses the podcast and it gives him like a wider A when he's talking. But against the lower leagues, that becomes more and more difficult to like really have like a, a lot, a really large knowledge. I know you guys do it like an unbelievable job, but, but it will be tougher um so i mean i'm quite happy if i'm just coming across it that it's like the most ridiculously partisan I... and i'm basically just listening to someone watching the game no, and, i'm all for it and, and like because there was a lot of noise through it that, that <laughs> rather than words oh 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 and that, like I, I, I was enjoying it and i was I like remember. this is that's good i watched well, i won't name the club but i remember watching one during lockdown and uh, it was a lower league club and the, there was something wrong with the picture that like, kept getting interrupted or something like that. And then people were then taken to Twitter to complain that they had paid for a stream and it wasn't showing most of the game. And then when it did come back, the commentators were at points 
breaking off from commentating the game to complain about the people complaining it's nothing to do with us uh, and all yeah. this kind of stuff so self, just leave it just apologise and leave it self-preservation right away like their fucking jobs are on the line <laughs> the guys sitting there doing the Twitter account at the same time <laughs> ah brilliant and in terms of in terms of these two teams I I, I suspect these fives uh, kind of challenge at the top of the table will, will fizzle out they've, they've got like a really really Young team and, and it's interesting. I suppose I suppose Strinrad and East Fife have similar issues, but almost the opposite. And the East Fife have got like a really really young squad. And as we we kind of said before the season started, unless these youngsters are really really talented for this level, you wonder how well they'll, how well they'll do. It looks like they're going to have enough to, to stay in the division, which I, I did wonder before the season started. Is that is that? Do you think that's maybe just before you move on? Do you think that is maybe down to the experienced players that they they do have there? I mean, they've brought in Fleming, they've got Mercer, Murdoch, the likes of those guys. I mean, they do seem to have some good lower league experience stalwarts. I'm I'm not I'm not so sure about Fleming. The other players, <laughs> the other players that you mentioned, yes, they'll they'll, they'll be giving the, them, they'll give the them a lot. I, I'm I'm not so sure about Fleming. I, he, I always felt he was one of Montrose's. Only weak links, I suppose. Like, it felt like Montrose always needed a striker and a goalkeeper, and I was never too sure about him. I suppose at a slightly lower level, they, they might do well for East Fife. But but you're right, I, I, I still feel they're short of being able to challenge at the, the kind of right end of the table. In terms of Shinrar, they're the opposite. And certainly in terms of their strikers, like they, they brought back Craig Malcolm, who is either 35 or 36. They've got Daryl Duffy there, who, who must be a decent age now. I, 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 as much as they're managing to as much as they're managing to score goals, as much as, like, bear in mind, they've had, like, a couple of, three, two all draws this season. So maybe it feels like they aren't lacking up top in terms of scoring goals. Maybe maybe they need to tighten things up at the back. I, I'm i still not sure about them. And, and the reason I, I say that is, in terms of the depth of their squad, in terms of the, the the quality they have available to them, they're currently sitting sixth. But you look at some of the teams that are behind them. Fifth. Of, three, fifth. Sorry, fifth. Okay, so three of the teams that are behind them are teams that we expected to be challenging for the top spot. So Annan, Stenishmuir, Forfar, they've all started the season really poorly. Now, it might be that they, they all have poor seasons, or it might be that they kind of click into gear. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if that is the case, then I, I'm not entirely certain that Stranraer are, are going to be challenging for the playoffs or or challenging even for mid-table. I'm still a wee bit wary of them. Annan finish second to fourth no matter what happens no, no it just I, they get there eventually it just doesn't matter how they get there they just they finish second to fourth even if they're 10th after 18 league games yeah. they will still finish third <laughs> I mean the the, 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 the equaliser for Estranois I found that quite a like the part of the Red Sea they go, they, all he does is win the ball in the midfield and then he plays an easy through ball through was the middle. This, uh, and, and then sorry, was this the equaliser for East Fife? Yeah. To make it 1-0? No, no, to make it 1-0, ah, yeah. And he just like passes it right through the middle and he just sh- runs straight through and so, scores. So, so what I would say about that is, I I think I, I probably watch more lower league football than you because I thought that was really good. <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe what I regard as being good is slightly no, different. No, 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 don't, 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 don't get me wrong. It's like, the, supporters. The, 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 Sean, the, the, the pass is really good, yeah. but it's just, if you're able to win the ball inside your own, half with a tackle and look up and play a through ball right in and the guy has got 30 yards of space to run through it there has to be a question of the original shape I, that's uh, even possible I, like, I, I just thought he'd done very well to, to, to win the ball and then had fantastic vision to, did, to on a play no 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 don't get me wrong I, 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 I feel like I'm coming across this is like the, I'm getting the vibes of when I turned up at Annan with Telfer <laughs> and Fowler uh, with the Stenosphere fans and I wanted to get a photo and they all called me a patronising cunt I feel like I feel like I'm there again Um so, uh, but yeah, it is good, but, and, and and the vision is really good. But just like, I just feel like you, if you win the ball in midfield, you should really have the opportunity to score directly from that. Are we definitely talking about it? Because that, that wasn't an equaliser. That was just to put Stranraer one up. Yeah, well, Stranraer will go one up. But yeah. what about that? Yeah, so, uh, so, so Anton Brady won the ball. Uh, he played through, through Wood. Threw it through Paul Woods. I, I thought it was a lovely goal. It's a, it's a great pass, and it is. But I'd say that just winning the ball in one pass and you're in on goal seems. Seems like there's question marks to be asked about the the shape of the other team when they have the ball. What would you say if a Hibs player done that? I'd be delighted. I'd be cheesing. <laughs> I'm not, I'm Scott not. Allen did, and they cream themselves for weeks <laughs> regularly. I mean, so. we've got the Barry Mackay fan drawing, but it's um, but yeah, that's not saying it isn't good. But surely, Craig, save me. Surely that's to be a question. If you win the ball in midfield and one pass 
completely yeah, wins. I'll, I'll, I'll just give a very diplomatic answer yeah. and say that whenever a goal's conceded, something's gone Go wrong, wrong in the yeah, defence. Yeah, 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 There's yeah. always something there you can point go. to. There we go. Also, uh, also just wanted to mention the commentator's struggle with pronouncing Ryan Shivoni's surname. What was he calling him? Uh, everything. <laughs> he called him about three different things. Shy of own! <laughs> Fair play, though. Listen, he, he tried. Yeah, yeah, and he, and, he, and he certainly had a good time. That's what I said. I quite enjoyed. Obviously, at the, the higher levels, there'd be an expectation of sort of professionalism. Well, well like I say, we're all, but at that level, I honestly really just enjoyed him doing it. Obviously, doing it hard. I'm assuming that they're volunteering as well. I imagine there's no money changing hands. And it is just like the, the love of watching someone just watching their team playing, <laughs> but you can hear it. Yeah. So it's like vocalise him panicking, getting excited. And, and I thought that was like, that's, that's a decent way to watch football at, at that level. I didn't need them to go into like detail about everyone. I'm there for it because it's at that level it's meant to be fun. Football is meant to be fun. Yeah. Everyone's they are they're they're community supporters. It's that, also a volunteer that doesn't have the hours like they don't have a full time job where they research the game yeah, that they're going to be doing at the weekend. So. Yeah so it's like there's a lot to be said so and I enjoyed listening to someone. Basically I just went on a roller coaster with him for ten minutes <laughs> and and that was uh, and for me that's that's what I'm looking for really when I'm watching that. I uh, I enjoy watching Shona highlights and he is He's one of the reasons for it. Well, there you go. There you go. You can't get higher praise than that. And hopefully you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and will give us praise on Twitter. You don't have to because that sounded pretty desperate, but that was the link I could come up with. But we're going to go over to Patreon now to do a sort of winners and losers on the midweek League Cup games. There was eight matches. We won't be going over them all. We'll be doing like a bit of headlines, things that we noticed, and uh, sort of putting things into context in the wider sort of Scottish football and in the league campaigns. So if you want to join us with that, come on over. We'll see you soon. Say goodbye, guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.